One of my favorite things about working here at Focus on the Family is hearing stories from people about how God restored their family, their relationship, their kids. He brought a child back. Or as is the case for today, we'll hear a clip from a couple who found God redeemed their marriage from brokenness. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead our marriage team here at Focus. And today we're going to conclude a conversation that Jim Daly and I had with Jeff and Cheryl Scruggs. The last time they discussed how they were divorced uh, from each other, and God put it on Cheryl's heart to reach out and to start seeking reconciliation. You know, when I uh, hear the story and see the tears and see where you're at today, what strikes me is that, especially here in America, with our children and with our marriages, we, we want this pristineness. Yet God teaches us so much in the valleys. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine, I'd like you to respond to this, but I bet the depth of your relationship today with all of the vulnerability, with all of the pain that you've gone through is more of a mountaintop than you had before. <laughs> and something beautiful is in that. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think God smiles mm-hmm. with that. It's not about living falsely. Right. Living a false mountaintop. Mm-hmm. God right. wants you to go through the valley. Mm-hmm. So character is developed. Hope is developed. Mm-hmm. Love is developed. Mm-hmm. And I would think when you look back on it, even with all the pain, would you do it differently? <laughs> well, certain you know, aspects of it. I guess you probably. would say you would do it differently. Uh, but, but honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm. You know, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I do want to, when I get before the Lord, um, when when we go to heaven and all that, I can't wait to ask Jesus why it took seven years. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> there's perfection in that, from what I understand. Well, being married yeah. to a stubborn husband, yeah, that's but, when, you know, it's a pride. You know, I was a prideful man, and it took me a long time to admit that mm-hmm. and admit that I actually had played a role in it, and there was something I could do about putting it back together. You know, so it's not a story that I would choose for us. But we've learned so much through it. Mm-hmm. And our re- first of all, our relationship with the Lord, we know now is the most important relationship in our life. Mm-hmm. And second to that is our relationship with each other. And we have such deep conversations now. Uh, we talk about just about everything. And so probably really wouldn't trade it. Mm-hmm. And I can feel that and hear that in, in mm-hmm. the dialogue today. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, the seven years, is, uh, I do kind of joke about that a little, but... Honestly, when I look at the the all that God was teaching us year after year after year, um, the seven years, there was a reason for all of it. Mm-hmm. Because if we would have remarried three years in, you know, God was teaching each one of us something each one of those different years. So mm-hmm. it was the perfect time. God's mm-hmm. perfect timing. Yes. And, and you know, we have uh, these last two days, we've concentrated on your relationship, rightfully so. Uh, we talked last time about the age of your daughters when this all started, about four years old. They've ridden this journey with you, and we haven't come back to talk about them. How are they doing? Mm-hmm. Where the girls are now is that they have seen the Lord look power, work powerfully in our family's lives. It has mm-hmm. to be such a yeah. foundation for them. Right. Mm-hmm. And even their teachers would tell me that, you know, your girls pray for y'all's marriage. They pray for you and your wife. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they would tell me that. And that was so humbling. But how, what an incredible thing to strengthen their faith because their prayers mm-hmm. were answered. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and they, you know, yeah. they actually wrote a, a chapter in the book, uh, which is, you know, I cry every time I read it. But what's interesting is, you know, they're twins and 
you know, the, the foundation that they have going into marriage is so strong because they've seen, you know, what God's done in, in Jeff and my marriage. And then also the hundreds of couples that have come across our path and they, they just don't take it for granted because, you know, as you were asking earlier, you know, one of the things that Jeff and I don't do anymore is take our marriage for granted. And we didn't have the right focus. And that's what we were missing is the right focus. We thought it was each other. And when our focus is on the Lord and not each other, that's when we have the strength to love each other and we're free to love well. And and Cheryl, as you're saying that, uh, those of us in the Christian community, um, you know what? There's struggles there. And when we claim Christ, people watch. Mm -hmm. That's right. And uh, you've done such a wonderful job, Mm -hmm. Uh, even with all the brokenness, coming back around and making that fundamental commitment to the Lord. That's what I heard you the last couple of days say mm-hmm. that started with your relationship with Christ. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And that's what you built it on. And once that foundation was set, you got things together. Mm-hmm. Right. The the crooked things became straight. Mm-hmm. And now you are in a relationship, married twice, mm-hmm. and loving each other, and your girls are watching that. And guess what? The rest of the world's watching mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you've done it so beautifully. And I just want to again say thank you. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks. And we, and we give that all that credit to the Lord. Really, it wasn't anything we did. It was more just letting the Lord work in our hearts. Mm. Well, and I think what's important to note is that, you know, Jeff and I don't have a perfect marriage. Everyone thinks we have a perfect marriage because of everything we've been through. <laughs> and the truth of the matter is we're a sinner married to a sinner. Right. And so the difference between our first marriage and our second marriage is we go to Christ yes. now. And that's the difference. That is the difference. Mm -hmm. Well, again, I just want to say thank you so much for being with us and uh, and being so vulnerable. I love it. And I know many, many marriages will be touched because of what you've shared with us. Thank you. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Well, Greg, even after God restores a marriage like he did for Jeff and Cheryl, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, Just broaden this out for all of us. How can we uh, kind of put the past behind us and not dwell on the hurt, not ignore the hurt, but not let it uh, define how we move forward. Yeah, I think it's so important that we remember that infidelity is traumatic. And, you know, there's there's really grief within that isn't a straight upward trajectory. It, it's going to look more like and feel more like a roller coaster. Hmm. And, and because of that, the, the normal, the right expectation really is that, hey, you know, there's going to be a moment, someone's going to get triggered, something's going to come up. And instead of me fighting that, fighting against that, I thought we dealt with that. We just talked about that. Why do I have to answer that again for the umpteenth time? What if, what if our attitude was, my goal is to, to continue to repair this relationship and, and one of the best ways to repair is, to, is is empathy. And so what would that look like if when, you know, my spouse is struggling, has been triggered, something has come up, what would it look like to, instead of getting defensive or just resisting that, what if I really embraced that and just made my goal, you know, I'm just going to care. I don't have to defend myself or, you know, I, but man, I can sure care about how you feel and tell me more about That's important what's going for on. us to unpack. So you mentioned empathy and then you said care. Is that what empathy is? Is just caring? Yeah, I think caring is when we are more interested in hearing and understanding our spouse than being understood. 
caring is when I'm willing to, with an open heart, really come alongside, you know, in this case, so my wife, Erin, if I'm really caring for her, it means that I'm, I'm, I'm focused on her. I'm trying to understand her, really trying to validate her saying something like, you know what, even though maybe I don't agree with the facts, maybe I don't agree with that opinion or how you're saying it, but I tell you what, that I care about you. So, so it makes sense that, that you would feel that way yeah. all the way to a deep level of, you know, man, what would that feel like if, if that had happened to me? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I remember a time or can I remember a time yeah. that it felt like that? That That's empathy. This is uh, reminding me of Stephen Covey, the seek first to understand yeah. and totally. then seek, you know, to be heard. Yeah. Uh, so you're saying, listen well and, and care, Aaron. Mm-hmm. And be curious. Yeah. Be curious about what is coming up right here, right now for your spouse, because it might, you know, it's maybe not coming up for you, but it is coming up for them for a reason. So it's really reaching and and trying to understand, setting yourself in that place of, I don't know what it is. And like Mm -hmm. Greg said, help me understand what is going on. The repair is so important because oftentimes what couples will say when they come into my office is, oh no, we've already talked about that. That's resolved. Well, maybe for Hmm. today, but what happens when it gets triggered and something comes up tied to it tomorrow? Are we willing just to to continue to be curious when something comes up and to compassionately meet our spouse there? And like Greg is saying, listening and understanding and validating and empathizing um, with our spouse. Well, even, I mean, the reality is feelings are never resolved. You've you've said this time and again. This is so vital because... If I'm going to finish that thought, um, if you bury them, you bury them alive. Right. And so they're, they're just oh, feelings. Like when they, so when they surface in that moment, why not just I- embrace them in a sense of, I just, I want to care about how she feels. That, that's what grows the marriage. That's what creates more safety. Trust is rebuilt off my willingness to jump into those moments that Aaron wants to revisit something. And if, and if I embrace that from a sense of just care and, you know, help me understand, and I want to I just be there, walk there with you, that's how you restore relationships. So, Aaron, if, let's just role play this a second, if, if Greg was always defensive. Mm-hmm. Which I'm pretty close to that anyway. <laughs> He's but, very yeah. consistent. How could, he, <laughs> how could he turn it in a way that feels genuine to you? Mm-hmm. I mean, he could listen, he could care, but what would that look like for you? If I was bringing something to him, yeah. I mean, it would be like if I brought something and something was going on for me and he got defensive and, you know, I could simply say, you know what, gosh, I have something I want to share with you. Now might not be a good time, but let me know when a good time is. Like, let me know when you really want to listen and hear my heart. And as soon as you do that, Greg's uh, spider sense goes up. <laughs> So it feels like a trap. Yeah, no. But I, what I will say too is that there's times that I share something with him and he goes, yeah, I don't know, you know, defensive, whatever, invalidating. I'll just say, you know what? I'm okay with what I'm feeling right now. Hmm. And I'd love for you to care too, but maybe you're not in that place right now and that's okay. You know, we can try to talk about this later if you'd like. Yeah, I'm telling you the, the simplest way to 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 meet her in that moment is to say, Oh, yeah. So, okay. So help me understand. Yeah. Tell me what's going yeah. on for you right now. Knowing that, that I, I'm, I'm not going to care so much about the facts, the opinions, the details. It's it, it really, if I, if I really try to hone in on her emotions, mm-hmm. that that's the payout. Hmm. 
And I will admit that I can't use that phrase, help me understand, because that triggers Dina. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that makes but her that's... feel like I'm not hearing her. So yeah. I'm going to use How the How about word. help you understand? I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to use the phrase, tell me more. Yeah, but that's wisdom right there, John, because there are different phrases that are going to trigger your spouse, but we just got to know when that is going to, what is it that triggers you and what works? If that doesn't work, what does? And And I love that you have an alternative. Well, I've sat with you all and benefited from so much of our conversations over the the months and years that I've learned. It's okay (laughs) to try this, what works for us. And so... Please, as you're listening, take away not the answer, but the heart which says, I want to care. How can I best show up and care? Uh, what, what, what does that look like for us? Well, along the way, you're going to need some tuning up in your marriage, or you might need some real uh, intervention to help. Uh, regardless, reach out to us here at Focus on the Family. We have uh, 45 years now of great content and insights. We have counselors, we have resources. Um, certainly, we would point you to the full audio with Jeff and Cheryl Scruggs. Uh, they told part of their story today. In previous episodes, you've heard other aspects of it, but we have a free download of the entire conversation Jim Daly had with them. It's called Hope for Every Marriage. It's the perfect thing to listen to just for inspiration or Maybe God has a friend that you know who needs uh, some help, and they're in trouble. This would encourage them. Uh, You'll find the link for the download online. And if you can make a donation of any amount to the ministry, help us reach out and help couples. Um, We can do this only to the extent that God provides for the finances, and uh, we'd ask you to be a prayerful uh, contributor to us. Uh, Pray about it. Donate as you can when you do, uh, either a monthly gift or a one-time gift. We'll send a copy of Jeff and Cheryl Scruggs' very powerful book, I Do Again. All the links are in the show notes. Next time, Gary Thomas will be sharing how to have healthy expectations for your relationship. Uh, For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and our entire team, thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. 